What's up, everybody? This is Dial In with Fuzzy and Cap. The trademark yeah. is not in yet, so it's not too late to incorporate Dial In with Fuzzy, Cap, and Baker. We need people to vote, even if it's a small village in Nicaragua. That's fine. We'll put the names in the hat. We'll withdraw them. They don't back me there. This is a, this is a <laughs> ruse already. But we love that we are back again we appreciate all the love that we've been getting on youtube um this episode it is only me and baker um i think this week we gave baker um his little showcase to really show to you guys what he brings to the podcast fuzzy had he's a sick day uh we wish him the best uh this week or this episode we went over our verses um top stories on week seven uh, big trades happened or a, a big trade happened. Um, you know, the good old people out in Santa Clara seemed oh, like yeah. they had a roller cheese coaster this week. Cheese and whining. Is it, is it cheese and wine or is it cheese and whiners? You know, we, the we whiners for right the niners. Now. We don't know yet. So but, we're hoping that they can, they can get it back together and kind of relax a little bit. We'll see what the week's. We'll see what happens out there for them. Um, our plan is to go twice a week. We've been covering this recently. Um, some things happened last week. So this week is going to be our first week doing two episodes. It's going to be Wednesdays, right? Wednesdays and Saturdays. Saturdays. Uh, Wednesdays, the first episode of the week is going to be a uh, recap of the previous week. The second episode is going to be the preview of the current week. Um, we will be assholes. We will have fun. And uh, we will give you guys what we feel is uh, a proper fun outlook on football. Now saying that uh, we are on Spotify, Fuzzy and Cap, dial in, or it's dial in Fuzzy and Cap on Spotify. Same thing on YouTube, dial in with Fuzzy and Cap. Um, if you guys can get on there, show us some love, um, any like, any share, any follow, any sub really motivates us to feel like we're actually doing something positive and good for the podcast uh we're young it's a it, it's a young channel that we're really trying to put a lot of our time into not just our spare time just all of our time we're really trying to get dialed in boys and uh give the best product that we can for our listeners um we're also on twitter it's uh our tag is official dial in baker's on twitter at baker mahomes we got Fuzzy Bear, the A is a four, and me, capitalize, with a K, not a C. Uh, don't ask me why, it doesn't matter. Um, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, this is week eight, and I feel like we're killing it. Uh, we love all the support. We appreciate everyone listening. And like I always say, let's fucking dial in, boys! Absolutely, let's say. Let's everybody let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want, and we'll keep making it that way. But right now, have a good time with the rest of the episode. We appreciate you guys. You guys have a good one. So, what is going on? So, uh, week seven. I feel like there's a lot oh, of games that were close. We we all could have made a lot of money in Vegas. There's a couple games that we kind of missed, but man, were they close? And or not close? They were uh, upset like no other. And I think Man, the whole I was country you're accidentally picking winners, huh? <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Right, right, right. Man, I almost I, I maybe almost could have got 12 right. 
Like the games that were the givens were the games that we lost on. And on that note. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. I said, yeah, Tampa, basically all the ones that we really went together with Tampa and the Patriots were, were not good. Not good at all. Patriots, man. And remember, I was saying, I'm going to pick the fucking Bears until they win. And my ass was like, oh, go with the Patriots. I'm an idiot. Or the Bears. I was saying, I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears. I was out barbecuing. I was checking the score once in a while. And I was like, this motherfucker. I should have just kept the motherfucking Bears. Um, so yeah, the, you, you should have stayed with the contrarian pick that you were going for. That would have been the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then... uh. So the Patriots game, I feel like it was a lock, but you know, the Bucks game, the Packers game, you know, but I guess we know somebody that knows something because uh, somebody got that one right. So we will run through the verses for week seven. This is a segment where all three of us go through the whole week, pick the matchups of who we think the winners are going to be. Uh, we go head to head. It's pretty fun. Um, I don't have the total. I wish I did, but um, that's fine. I believe me and Fuzzy were tied. So now we no. go. Did he take the lead last no. week? Fuzzy's got nine. No, total. Total. Oh, I don't Throughout know the whole season. The, so I think total. he finally caught up. I could be wrong, but I think we finally tied to total. So this was like a brand new week, and then we got you in it. But uh, we will go week seven, starting with the game one. It was Saints versus the Cardinals. Uh, I thought the Saints were going to be able to run the ball pretty good. I was pretty excited uh, that I'm picking the Saints. Uh, you and Fuzzy thought otherwise. You guys both picked the Cardinals. I was caught up in that whole Hopkins is coming back going to make a difference yeah. thing. And, man, every time I, that boy had one-on-one, he was open. Oh, I love the coming in with a little bit of the elbow, splitting the coach and, and Kyler up. We're just go ahead and do everything. He he is kind of the spark plug for that team. So right. I'm not saying he's out there on defense. He's the one picking off passes and running right, back right, for right. touchdowns. But he kind of got everybody to have their swagger back, and now there's a big dog back in, in the locker room. Yeah. And it seems like he's that guy. He, I think he has a... The third most all pro selections since uh, what was it, two thousand ten? And like that. Julio, Calvin. Ah, uh, who's the other third? There's another one. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown and Hopkins. So Antonio Brown out here trolling Brady again with another another post this week. It's been fantastic. It's been a fun ride to watch. Can't I, believe it. I fucking love it. I mean, hey. We all have our own story off camera, so I'm all for it. Um, and then we had the game two. It was Falcons at Bengals. Uh, we all said uh, Bengals, even though the Falcons have we been. All. They got heart in them somehow, some way. They're winning. Winning games, yeah, I should they, say. They've been playing football. You know, they haven't been just passing the ball around the field. They've been coming out there, grinding it out, making a, a good game of things. But uh that Joey Burrow swag is really hard to choose against. Tell you what. That boy got a grill. Did you see that? No, I did not. I did not <laughs> that see boy, that this guy had a grill. That boy went out and got a grill. 
He's been hanging out with Jamar, man. Man, that's what the Loving South it. does to people. I mean, I'm going to start calling Loving this boy it. Paul Wall. You know what I'm saying? But we all knew or, or we all thought Bengals were going to take that dub. It was a 35-17. to 17, Pretty comfortable win for them. Uh, game three was Lions at Cowboys. Um, I was feeling a little excited because Dak came back, of course. Dak averages 300 yards against these guys. He has eight touchdowns in the past three games against them. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, he might be rusty, but I mean, that defense in Detroit is fucking awful. Um, So we all picked the Cowboys. Autumn of the barrel. Right, and probably, so I would say they're worse than the 2020 defense in Dallas because that was hideous. They were one of the worst defenses in the past 10 years. And Detroit well, is shitting on them. One of the things that I was saying is everyone watched Hard Knocks and we all fell in love with the coaching staff, how competitive they were. They're yelling and screaming at each other. But it's it's like that really, that helps the morale of your team. But that's got to hinder when Staley's sitting there yelling at Glenn <laughs> and he's trying to look at his defense like right. he's just getting yelled at versus being able to really like really coach him he's just in like a a sidebar with with the other side of the the ball which it's great for the the level of competition in practice but i'm not sure if you're really getting all the minute details that your coach should be getting and setting you up for success it's kind of just like you go be you Mm -hmm. and you go be successful and it's like how about you also take a little minute to put me in a successful situation Right. And I think that's kind of where they're they're not really gelling up right now. I will say that since the past two years, uh, we had Dan Quinn and Dallas and that presence in that locker room has to be very motivating. And now we have they yeah. got players saying he's a father figure to us. They're ready to go hit. And yep. I mean, you gotta let the guy run the defense the way that he feels fit and I mean you cannot be Less than excited for that. Um, I'm not really sure that the Lions offense is that great because they give up so many points, so they're just chasing and chasing. I'm not really sure how that goes. I don't follow every single game in Detroit. But I didn't see anything special whatsoever. I know that the Lions um, lost their main target, Brown, to concussion early. Um, that might have opened the field for them against the Dallas defense, but I, just, I, I don't see anything on that team that was going to do something against the Cowboys. So I think that that they have an uptick, like a possible. They have answers on their roster right now. Swift has been out. He's their right. most explosive available piece outside of uh, Amon-Ra. Um, and then they've still got Williams just waiting. Just waiting. Hasn't played at all. He's going to be a big piece. So I think that they have a lot of stuff. It's just going to kind of all come back to, well, if Goff's under pressure, can he perform? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a question we'll have to ask next year because I think they'll be down in that bottom of the barrel getting one of these top quarterbacks coming out of college and we'll see a whole different revamp and it's whether or not the Dan Campbell show will continue into next right. year. I hope it does. I hope that, that they get a real shot at it, but uh, it's not looking good right now. It's really not. So uh, it was 24 to six, pretty comfortable win. Um, I would like to highlight Parsons, maybe play of the year. That guy chased down that tight end. He was 17 yards or 12 yards behind him, saved a touchdown, changed the whole game. That was impressive. 
He's a monster. He's the only defensive player that can play every position on the field. Right. What you and me always say, Parsons plays defense. All the other but guys, they I'm play their position. Every position. Right. The defensive line coach, the, the, uh, the secondary coach, they're saying, oh, we could put him at cornerback if we needed to. Right. I mean, he would have to learn a little bit of the technique and whatnot, but the athlete he is would be successful there at safety, at linebacker, right. at outside linebacker. We could rush him at D end. We could put him right in the A gap and let him mess around a little bit in the one-on-one at D tackle. Like he is the next level of athlete that you would want on your team. Right. And that's why I, I always go back to saying that guy plays defense. He doesn't play a position. Yep. Even they say that he doesn't even really understand the science of rushing after the quarterback yet. So just imagine once he masters that it's going to be amazing, but we'll move on to game four. It was, I think it was uh Colts at the Titans. Uh, I felt comfortable. Me and fuzzy have a thing against the Colts. Uh, we don't care about them. I'm never going to pick them ever. Uh, so me fuzzy pick Titans. You pick Colts. It was a 19 to 10 ugly game. I don't really have a lot of notes from that game. It was hideous. Uh, I thought I was still picking losers. (laughs) So I went with the Colts, but Matt Ryan's done for the year. Ursay came out and he's had it. He's done with it. He wants no more veteran quarterback reclamation projects. Right. Frank Reich might be on his way out the door. Like there is stuff of brew in Indianapolis, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Well, now they're making jokes saying, uh, Mac Jones, he he, he going to be uh going to Indianapolis next year. Yeah, why? Hey, oh what man. do we got? Hey, what's that calendar say? We got yeah, uh, we got some time, man. Five days left. Ship him out. Right. We got Zappy in New England. Let's get what we can for Jones. Let's not have this quarterback controversy. And you probably can get something for him right now. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, what I just said is completely ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I know it's a joke, but but if in it reality, happened. I'd be like, well. Mac Jones, not much better than Zappy. It's not, that's not a real thing. When you watch them play, right. the only major difference is that Mac Jones has played a year in the offense. That's it. That's the only difference. So technically he should be Zappy. outperforming. He should be playing oh, yeah. better because he has all the reps. He's supposed We're to be the leader lucky. of the team. We're not lucky. New England's just lucky. That Mac Jones has an ankle injury and they can kind of lean on. Right. Well, he wasn't feeling good and this and that. But the reality is the zap attack looks a lot better. The zap attack. See? Yes. Now you're bringing in more nicknames. I love it. I love the nicknames for players. It makes it fun. All right. So we uh, go into game five. It was Packers at Commanders. Um, I thought Rodgers was going to bounce back. It's been a long time. What was it like a long time that they lost back-to-back games as favorites or something like that? Uh, me uh, this f- is going to be the first time in three years that they went into the losing record category. So, Well, me and Fuzzy both picked Packers. Baker picked the comms. That's a good pick on you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you pull that out. It was a uh, 21-23. Um, the score is so, very uh, misleading. It did the, not the seem that close. The first half was scary. Yeah. Heineke, Heineke looked a little wild, like he was just happy to be out of the barn hucking the ball around. He was throwing it to anybody moving. I could throw this but, ball over the mountain. <laughs> but one of the things that I loved was 
good Carl, he's out. Yeah. And the Super Bowl odds went up. And I found that hilarious. Really? So I had to go with the commies for a week. For a week wow. So, so you've it. been digging. I like it. This guy, you should work for the FBI. Beautiful. I mean, maybe. That was a good pick on you. That I'm not gonna. I'm that was not, a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. That was a very good pick on your end. Um, I think. So what? What is the next game? Was uh, oh, good old Buccaneers. Oh, at Panthers. Buccaneers at Panthers. We all went with the Buccaneers. <sighs> that was Tom Brady on a three-game stretch had like 850 plus yards. I, it's in that ballpark. He was playing pretty well for the past three games. Uh, they play the worst team in the NFL. They got their ass kicked. Um, that is awful. That is awful. Uh, we all, the whole podcast went on through on that one. So the the Buccaneers are back to the Jameis Winston Buccaneers is what you're telling me? It's looking like it. It is looking like it. And who would have thought, hey, we're going to ship out Christian McCaffrey because we decided that's going to make us better at beating the shit out of the Bucks this week. Right. Well, I would have never thought it. Well, shit, man. Now they have the uh, X, XFL player, Walker, the QB. Yeah. Oh, so, PJ's not going to give that up. Everyone keeps saying, Darnold's coming. Darnold's coming. Darnold ain't coming nowhere. Yeah. We've seen that. That's, yeah. that's they not are, a real yeah, thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe four years down the road, he'll make a relapse like Gino and really come and do something. But he hasn't sat behind anybody to learn anything yet. He ain't there. That's a really good take. Yeah. And I'm I'm a USC fan and let me tell you there's one thing that you do not get out of USC and that's a quarterback. Right. You do not do that. Or a decent never. one in the pros cuz they're, they're great in college but I don't know about the yeah. NFL. And that's why you don't we haven't seen it in the pros. I I can't name one. I I can't name one. Can't figure it out. We'd have to go back they 30, make good, 40, 50 years. They're good uh analysts though. So maybe we can get one on the podcast. That'd be great. Oh, I mean, they went to school in LA. What do you think they do? I know, right? Hey, smooth, Farmer? smooth mouse, man. Smooth mouse. I would like to to finish that talk or to finish the topic on that game though. Is that it's pretty promising that a XFL a XFL player is kind of looking all right. So maybe when the the new one starts, maybe that could be a development league. Maybe that can actually you turn can into reel something. it back. You know, you know who else is from the XFL? Who? Taylor Heineke. Really? So two XFL players came in and took down Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the same week. Bat, bat. Like it was nothing. Do we dare to say that they have better players? That the XFL is now better than the NFL? I'm not going to say that. But uh, hey, I'm a betting I, I man. Like where you're headed. I'm a betting man. Oh, <laughs> even a better note on that. The XFL champion should play the worst team. In the NFL, come on I now, don't know, man. Come on now. They, they, if you lose, you well, the, get you get fucking the, relegated. The best XFL team should win that. To be honest, the the best against the worst that should win. But if we went champion against champion, it would be like Mighty Ducks three, where JV has got right. to play varsity in the whatever thing, and that's not that's not a real thing. But would that be a good way to stop teams from fucking tanking? Like that would be great. Maybe XFL can get their stuff together. Maybe be a partner to the NFL. Maybe get that going to where, hey, man, if let's you just, win, I'm just throwing it out there. And if it happens, I want, I want 10%. I want 10%. Why are we not doing promotion and demotions? Let's just really stir it up here. Thank you. What are we doing? 
I don't know who the hell's running these leagues. This is ridiculous. All right, on to the game. Game seven is uh, Giants at Jaguars. We all picked the Giants. Um, they're looking pretty nice. I don't really have much about them. I don't know how the hell they're winning. Um, they won 23-17. Daniel Jones is kind of holding his own. Um, all the receivers are below par. Uh, the running backs, like who the hell? I mean, like I don't think they have one receiver on that team that has 200 receiving yards, right? It's crazy. Oh, they were actually the meme was going around where their their left tackle has more touchdown receptions than their two top paid receivers and whatnot. It's you know, yeah, the team is playing great as right. far as winning football, but they are not playing great as far as let's look at stats and see how it was right. done. So they got the grit. And I mean, that's the first thing you need to turn your team around. True. And I mean, they have Saquon. So if you have a healthy Saquon, that can solve a lot. Oh, yeah, he, of he has been playing pretty good this year. I'm just so I, I, I mean, I'm very sour when it comes to Saquon because I drafted him. Yeah, no, put, I understand. Put a lot of faith in him, but you know, what I mean, that guy could just. Go you down. have the the fantasy sours. I do, I do, I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to game eight. It was Browns versus. Ravens. So all of us Ravens across the board. We all picked Ravens. It was a little scary for a little bit, but I mean, for you, I was picking losers. <laughs> so either way, I was feeling good. Either way, I was right or I got a win. It was right. a great week for me. Yep, uh, twenty to twenty-three. Ravens won that game. Uh, game nine was Jets at Broncos. Uh, we all picked the Jets. Uh, I mean, was the game fun to watch? No, it definitely wasn't. It was a 16 to nine. The Jets took the dub. Um, Broncos are boring as hell to watch. So we moved past that. We got Texans versus the Raiders. We all picked the Raiders. Texans defense. Uh, that was a good one. I was watching the Raiders. I was watching that game with a couple people, and I told them, hey, man, I, I picked the Raiders here. And they looked at me, and they said, you really need some picking help then. <laughs> so I just let that game just keep going until they were up almost double the score. I looked back, and I said, how's that help coming? Right. No Do answer. I still need that handicap? Uh, it was yeah. Raiders won 38-20. Pretty comfortable. Uh, Carr, I think he only threw one interception this whole season, and it was dropped by Waller. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe cars kind of. Hey, we got to get a hold of a couple people in this fantasy league of yours because somebody's paying two hundred or two hundred dollars for car. I cannot get a hold of this guy. I just need him to drop him. That would be great right. for me if we could shout out. Hey, let's get him cut off your team. It's Come really on, boys! All right, thanks. Let's Come on, keep it going. help this last Kings league. So he's paying yeah. two hundred bucks out of a thousand cap room. So I mean. That guy's invested. He he loves his Raiders, I guess. Man. Moving on, we have game 11, Seahawks at Chargers. I picked the Seahawks. Fuzzy and Baker picked the Chargers. I was kind of hesitant, but I'm on the Geno train. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I felt has, pretty has comfortable. Has it been a fun ride? Is it smooth? Yeah, it's, it's all right. I mean. I've seen some plays by Chargers. him this year. Gino, you look at the Chargers, you think they're going to be the shit. Right. And they are just shit. <laughs> it is awful. Yes. <laughs> like, you thought they're going to be the shit. And I'll tell you, they're shit. Man, 
That's a hot take from Baker, baby. You got the quarterback with the prettiest ball that explodes off of his great release. Yeah. And just can't the whole team just can't put a win together. They have injury troubles all over the place. I mean, it can't be the field. They play on the same field as the Rams. So is it the staff? Is it the plays they're calling? It's just, is it the curse? I don't know. Is there a curse? Who knows? It's awful. It is just, it's got to be miserable to be a Chargers fan. Got to be. And and they're always going to be like the little stepbrother in LA. Yeah. That's forever concreted because the Rams got a Super Bowl there already in the short time that they've been in that stadium. So you look 10 years ahead and you got all the kids growing up that are wearing those Herbert jerseys now. Maybe they'll step up. But, I mean, when you're looking at a decade out to change your fandom, you know things aren't looking good. Right. (laughs) You're already in a hole. All right, so I got that one. Thank you. That one kind of saved my chances and verses this week. Uh, Moving on to game, was it 12? We have Chiefs. At the Niners, we all picked the Chiefs. Um, I know the Niners had the number one defense, uh, but the number one player in the NFL is on the Chiefs. Uh, they start off slow, but man, did they dominate that game. 44-23. Yeah. The game started with the Christian McCaffrey experiment. It looked like it went really well. His first carry went for 10 yards. He was slashing and dashing, but... Uh, Going into the second half, you could just see that the Niners had kind of used everything that they had put in the arsenal for McCaffrey, and then they just couldn't really move the ball well, just kind of sputtered out, and it came down to the same old thing that I say about Jimmy Garoppolo is that he is a great quarterback for managing a game. But once you get up against a team that can stop your run and kind of negate the play-action pass, he kind of becomes useless, and... The problem that the Niners always have is once you get to the playoffs and you're playing against, you know, winning teams week after week after week, more often than not, you're going to come up against a defense that can stop the run, does have the ability to slow the play action pass. And then it's, hey, Jimmy, it's on your back. Go out there and win it. And he cannot do that. Right. I look on the other end because I'm a a big uh, defense guy. I will say that if you only rely, like, I mean, their 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 team is defense heavy, and they really rely on that defense. And if you're playing against another team that can score the ball against anybody, I don't. Un, I, I'm not sure how the hell the Niners can beat that team. I, I I don't think that they have enough firepower on that offense. I don't even know if it's a play calling situation, but you can only stop so much. But once that team knows how to score against you, there's no way the Niners are going to be able to keep up with you. Yeah, we'll circle back to that a little bit in the game of the week and kind of break that down a little bit more. Right. Um, But I I do think you're onto something. As presently constructed, there just really isn't a shot. I uh, I agree, but we've had thought about that several times. Yeah, we thought we thought that in Game Six with the Buccaneers too. What do we know? Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) All right, we got Game Thirteen Steelers at Dolphins. Um, I sent a text message to fuzzy i said is this another game y'all lose by 35 oh what just kick a man while he's down okay i just but fuzzy picked the stillers we picked the dolphins um 
surprisingly, it was 10 to 16 Dolphins. I don't know how that worked out. Maybe Tua was rusty. Um, the Steelers' defense does not look great like a typical Pittsburgh defense does. I think every team should be dropping 30 on them. But my opinion, uh, I digest. So, I mean, it, it just with the, the game that it was, it even came down to the end where – you know, we're giving Steelers a shot to come back and win it in the, the last drive where there was a, a couple opportunities to burn more time off of the clock that weren't taken. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, honestly, McDaniel's kind of sliding from the beginning of the season where he's looking like this wonderkin that's going to be coach of the year. And Tua gets hurt and he gets back in the game. Tua gets hurt, gets knocked out of the game. And then he's got a couple backup quarterbacks. Right. And now he's down at the bottom of the barrel and he's just another guy with a head coaching gig. And it's like, we'd really hope you to turn it back around and get these prime time weapons that you got. You got three of the fastest guys in the NFL and Waddle, Mostert, and Tyree Kill. Like, get them the ball, get them in space, and let them do their thing. It's like they're trying to get too cute and it's not working. And that's speed, man. They all so fast. I think they'll they'll start clicking again. I mean, they're four and three. Um, either team scored a point in the second half. I mean, that game was just kind of uh, Pickett is just throwing enters and enters and enters and enters. Uh, Pickens six catches, sixty one yards, and a touchdown. I mean, I think he's going to get his targets. But I mean, their their running game ain't there. It's rough. I, I don't know if it's the offense line situation. But it is what it is. Ten sixteen combination of the, the offensive coordinator not really setting everybody up for success. Right. Kind of like, I feel like they're calling a game with an expectation that either quarterback that they've had in can't really play to the upper level. Right. And I almost feel like just give them the opportunity to do that. Give them an opportunity to shine at that upper level. Give them the chance to take those shots. And if they fail. Now we know that they can't do it or that they can learn from it. But when you're not even giving them the opportunity to really unleash, how do, how do you know what it is? How do you know what they can do? Right. And uh, as long as you can keep the guy from getting killed back there, there's no reason to not let him make mistakes. You got to let him grow. Growing pains. Uh, the guy's slinging it 44 times. I mean, so the opportunities are there. I just not really... I don't know yet. I guess we have to see. I mean, I guess this is kind of like just we're going to try stuff out, see what our talent has in them. We're going to call the play, see what we can do. They're two and five. So, uh, I mean, good luck to them. Man, you look good right now. Who, me? Yeah. Why? What happened? What'd I do? Oh, you're just frozen again. No way. Well, as long as we're good on my end, we're fine. Because I have it on cool. the display. All right. So the last game, game 14. It was Monday night. Bears turned off. <laughs> you didn't fucking turn the game. Uh, it was Bears at Patriots. We all confidently picked the Patriots. And well, I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we were all wrong. We were all wrong. Uh, 
I'm Dan here going to say Justin Fields looks like Michael Jordan when there's bad weather. Uh, I mean, Mac Jones got bench. You said they threw three interceptions. The Bears. I was that defense. It was bad, bad. I recall somebody saying they don't have that great of a defense, and I recall someone else saying that their defense looks pretty good. So Monday night they look good. I heard jokes. Uh, Justin Fields walking in, kicking the coach's door down, telling him he wants to run the ball more. He wants to win games. He wants to be given an opportunity. Did he really kick the door down? No. Did he ask for more opportunity? It sure seems like he did. And it seems like with that with that longer leash that we were kind of talking about that we'd hope the Steelers would give their quarterbacks. Right, right. We're finally, after a couple years, seeing that with uh, Fields. And it, it, you know, a year plus, we're going to see uh, some big growth out of him now. Yes, Because what that does is it opens everything up. When you do have to account for that quarterback, it makes it easier for that quarterback. Where one would think, oh, they're spying you or doing this and doing that. It's going to be more difficult. It opens up the passing lanes a little bit more on the outside. It gives more one-on-one uh, coverage to your, your playmakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has shown that when he's able to move, dip, dodge, duck, and dive, make that time, he can get the ball downfield and make some big plays. So I like Justin Fields. I mean, I've been ridiculed as a Vikings fan because I said, you give me that contract in Justin Fields, I'll take it over Kirk Cousins right now. And uh, nobody in the free world agrees with me on that, but you're all wrong. So, you know, we can go there. But uh, – the so, Patriots look like they're in hell right now. Having two quarterbacks that they can't choose between is just going to split the locker room. It's going to leave question after question after question on if Belichick knows what he's doing anymore. Right. And it's just all going to be BS on top of BS until they start slapping some wins together again. Well, and it's starting to draw that topic back again. Is I mean, was it Brady or was it Belichick? I will say on the yeah, Justice Fields point is that last year I was trying to trade up in our dynasty to get Justin Field, Fields. Yeah. He would have been the quarterback I would have got. So I'm not saying he's great yet. QB rating is 24.6 right now. Last year was 20, 23.2. It's a long-term decision. So, I mean, he has 1,000 passing yards, five TDs, six interceptions. I'm not sure about his rushing, but last week, he uh, he held his own, man. 82 rushing yards, 179 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, 13 for 21. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I love it. I'm going to roll no, with that he definitely, He definitely looks like a man among boys when he is unleashed. When he's allowed to go do what he wants to do, right. it looks like he cannot be stopped. Now – we do understand that that comes with the running dynamic. That's right. what makes it so great. And he has a lot to be desired developing the passing game. It looks like it's not his talent at throwing the ball that's in question. He just has to get used to throwing people open. And uh, when he's at Ohio State, there's so many times where his guy's just wide open. Right. So – you just throw it out there. It's no big deal. And now he's having to anticipate and throw into more window style throws. 
and there's a couple times where uh you can see there's like a an out and a slant to the right it's a three-step drop he hits the back foot pauses and then has to go do something else ends up uh not converting the down it's fourth down um and uh eli pointed out on the eli and peyton streamcast and uh, it was hilarious because they were just sitting there with a comedian bill burr and they were just giving him junk about (laughs) all the big time losses that all the patriots have had over the years and it was a good time but they were able to kind of point out where fields is comfortable and where he isn't quite there yet Mm -hmm. and uh I just think that's a little bit of time. You have to see those plays. You have to get the timing down and you have to be successful on a couple of those anticipation throws. Right. And that builds the confidence even more. Yep. And then we're, we're off and running. And I think that we've seen the biggest jump in his career and confidence so far. He definitely has the, the dog in him and you want that in your QB. You don't want this guy just trying to follow the system. You want him to have that confidence like you're getting at. And uh, I see bright, a bright future for him. All right, so that was the versus. Um, Me and Baker got 10. Fuzzy was at 9, correct? So we were 10 and 4. 10 and 4, and he was 9 and 5. This is a good week for the podcast. I will say the Saints was a bit of a reach, so I understand that. The Packers, Bucks, and Patriots were a shocker. That could have been some big money right there this week, or this past week. Yeah. All right, moving had, on. Had, uh, had a couple of those those favorites not let me down. What was it? 13 out of 14. Should have been an easy, easy mark. Man, that would have been some big money. And that's really hard. So that's fine. Uh, do, would you like to move on to the next segment, uh, segment of injuries, Bicker? Yeah, we could break down some injuries. We're just going to run down, I don't know, 10 or 12 of the biggest injuries that we've seen, kind of the most affecting to a team. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the ones that are, you know, affecting a lot of your guys' fantasy teams as well. All right. The the biggest star that I, that I felt had the injury was Brees Hall. Went down with the season-ending ACL tear, slight meniscus tear, done for the year. Um, he looked amazing. He's one of the players that the Jets hit on this year that really kind of brought them out of the basement and made them right. kind of – that team again and with him and sauce Gardner, one one on each side of the field really taken over they have kind of transformed what i feel like the players think in the locker room about themselves they're now a team that can go get it you know like Sala said we're taking receipts right right so he he started I, breaking out into that showcase like i was saying last or two weeks ago um top 10 rushing but he only has 75 rushing attempts or sorry 80 so that's almost half of what the other top guys are doing and this guy is balling and it's very sad man that he would have been like the unicorn like yes i picked the right running back who just took off and of course it's the goddamn acl um there's not a lot of players come back in that position and produce the same as they did beforehand but it's possible obviously we hope for the best i mean he's young enough that if somebody says next year, you know, we expect a little bit of a downtrend because he's got to come back. It takes a season for them to really right. get back to form. I I really do feel like he'll get back to where he was because he was never, you know, a 
left and right agility player. He is a one cut explode, yeah. read, swivel his hip a little bit, miss some contact and gone. But them changing the locker room morale was big. They got they went out and got James Robinson from Jacksonville to replace him instantly for a seventh round pick. And I just think that shows how valuable Brees was to change right. the locker room to make them feel like they are a team that can win now. That the whole organization is on that and they're trying to win now. So, I mean, that's the biggest loss for me of the season. Agreed. Uh, DK Metcalf went down. He suffered uh, a patellar tendon injury, but they won't really confirm kind of how severe it is or how long they'll be out. Uh, somebody that I that I know calls him good old Petey Sunshine. Hmm. He always glosses over everything with a positive outlook, so you never really know how bad right. something is. Right. And uh, I I don't see him being available in week eight. He very well might be, but it seems like they got three games and then their bye week in week eleven. I would understand not seeing DK Metcalf until week twelve. A couple. Weeks I think out. going in with that expectation is probably the best if you get him back earlier. Hey, that's good too, but let's plan for letting him really get healthy. Um, Mike Williams for the Chargers, high ankle sprain. The only thing uh, head coach Staley said is it's going to be weeks, not days. Oh, boy. So seeing how they've been with Keenan Allen, we're through what? We're going to go through eight weeks before we see him. I would assume we go through a, a very cautious handling of Mike Williams as well. Um, Rightfully so, because he used to be very injury prone, and then he had a nice little good stretch. He stepped up. Uh, they, so the the reason Mike Williams gets injured a lot is because he's reckless with his body in a positive way of going and getting the ball, but right. he understands how to take off. But that's a lot of body to land. Right. And a lot of the time he's landing on his hip, his back, his shoulder. It's very similar to to Calvin Johnson when he went up. It's just such a big body that's getting to the top of the gym right. that when it lands, it's hard for your body to take that kind of pain. But he went down on a, a, a fourth down play. He got caught up short of the first down, you know, turnover on downs and Mike gone for the for the foreseeable future. So that's not great. Amon Ross St. Brown uh, left the game with a concussion and then uh, he passed the protocol but was not allowed back in the game due to the new, what we would call the the TUA protocol, I guess, the that Tua got scare? implemented. I like that. So, so after that, you know, the NFL's knee-jerk reaction is to give the third-party doctors a little bit more power and say, hey, we've seen X or we've seen Y and that player can't go in, but Dan Campbell came out, said he didn't have a concussion, didn't suffer a concussion. He's only out due to the Tua scare protocol. So, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown hoping everything's fine. He's in next week. He's feeling good. Glad that uh, he didn't get scrambled on that. Yes. Ryan Tannehill missed one play. Got an <laughs> ankle injury. Left, came back in. But we seen him with the boot after the game. So, Ooh. Just keep an eye out. You might get to see Malik Willis this week. That that would be a little fun change of pace. You're going to not necessarily see someone that is Justin Fields, but that is definitely the type of player yep, that Malik Willis is. Um, 
Chubba Hubbard came in, you know, he's he was actually given the start per you know, first play of the game situation for the Panthers and uh, suffered a mild ankle sprain. They're saying, hey, he might play in week eight. He might not. So they're really not thinking it's severe. Um, just keep an eye out on that. Similar to a timetable for Alan Lazard, he left the game with a shoulder injury mm-hmm. and questionable to come back in but did not, and they really won't discuss the severity of that either. So that could be, we'll see him out there with the shoulder wave and give me the ball, or we'll see him in a nice little sideline jacket. Or I'm open. I'm open. Pointing at a good play. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the, the odd ones to me is uh, not the injury, but just how the team has it, is that uh, Njoku suffered a high ankle sprain in the third quarter. So he's out, they're saying, two to five weeks. There is only one other active tight end on that roster right now. Oh, boy. So we're going to have to see some sort of movement, some sort of free agent acquisition, or uh, we're going to start seeing Cleveland Light out there. Four spread, <laughs> two running backs, Kareem Hunt getting motioned out to the side. Like, Kareem I don't know, Hunt in but... the slot, baby. Yeah, but if we don't get another tight end in there, Cleveland is not going to look the same this week as they have in, in previous weeks. One of the uh, the better newses that we really got, though, was uh, the non-skilled player. We go to the trenches. Mm-hmm. You go out to New York for the Giants. You look at Evan Neal, their stud left tackle. He came in. He's, he's really made a big difference. He went down, and uh, everyone feared – the worst the worst yeah big big man down season ending it's over but uh testing shows it's just an mcl sprain which isn't necessarily just but right. in comparison to what i look like yeah they are extremely happy and you know weeks instead of months is a lot better so it's going to be good to see kind of how that goes we touched on the giants having a way better score than the the statistics that they're putting out. Right. But I would say that he's one of those grit reasons that they're able to kind of smash yards out, have uh, Barkley do his thing. Then we got uh, two more concussions. They're entering concussion protocol. Um, So we'll see if they get out for the next week. And that's Rashawn Gray, the linebacker for Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And, Antonio Winfield, the uh, the safety for Tampa Bay. I would say that Gray has an opportunity to pass his protocol and get back in this week because he has, you know, the entire week. Where Winfield, I, I don't see him getting cleared by the Thursday deadline. They're, they're playing Thursday. I almost don't see any player that suffered a concussion and leaves the game in concussion protocol to clear by Thursday. For the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a thing situation. No more. Yep. I don't Short think that's going to be allowed. It's going to be a no-no. And I think that the first time it happens, we'll see another kind of rule put by the NFL that, oh, that's too fast of a turnaround. We can't do that. And that's not even saying that the player that does it gets injured. That's just saying a team makes the designation and starts them four days later. Um. And then the wild one to watch, but kind of going back to the L.A. Chargers always having injuries, is uh, C.J. Jackson 
ruptured his patellar tendon. But the play, it was almost like a non-contact rupture. He's going up, and he's a couple yards shy of the uh, the receiver in the end zone, and he goes to jump. And as he jumps, you just see in the air, he kind of loses all motion to going up, grabs his knee midair, and just lands like a sack of potato on the ground. Oh. And uh, they put the air cast on him and take him off. He's done for the year. But they're just really unlucky when it comes to injuries. You don't know what to pin it on. I, it's very hard to see that many injuries and not blame the the staff in some way that they they don't have the the players stretched enough or right. what the situation is. But they definitely have to do some some looking in the mirror to understand why their players are always. Like, are we pushing them too much? On are practice we, or, yeah. Are yeah, we yeah. are we asking them to play so close to the edge that any minor movement is torquing and breaking things? Because that's where everyone uh, sees that Julio Jones is at now with his feet problems is he's such a freak, and he's always put himself at that level of I'm doing what other people can't do. Well, your body can't handle that torque and right. stuff like You're that. It kind of seems like kind of seems like that's what the LA Chargers are going through is they just kind of put more strain on their players than others other teams require. But that's uh that's dialing it in with the the injury segment. We're we're good there. It's it's happy to see that uh why we have a couple concussions, none of them were as extreme as the ones we've seen earlier in the season and that uh with that we have seen a little bit less at least this week of the uh the roughing the passer calls and whatnot so hopefully the two a scare is going to level off and we'll get back to normal nfl within a week or two <laughs> it's a copycat league but i don't know all right so that that sums that up appreciate that baker um now we are going to go into the game of the week review Following that, we will uh, do a preview to Thursday night. So we decided the game of the week was Chiefs versus Niners. Now, now the score doesn't show that. Right. But there, Look, there's a reason why, It's right? a good game. What's the storyline? Yeah. So, I mean, the reason that we kind of felt like it was the, the game of the week is because we learned a lot. Right. We saw the beginning of the game. The game looked close. Niners put uh, McCaffrey in right away. That was exciting. His first carry was for 10 yards. He's slashing. He's dashing. He's making things happen. This is why they traded and, for uh, They're all about yeah. it, man. It was hyped and up. I, I'm in the Bay Area, okay? So I'm in a house full of Niner fans. <laughs> and because I picked the Chiefs for our verses, I'm the only one right. cheering for the Chiefs. Okay. Oh, man. So everybody hates me in the room. It's fine, whatever. And you know, they're they're all looking good, but we're we're watching red zone. So it's cutting from mm-hmm. game to game. And then uh third quarter starts and they're getting restless because the game's still close. I go, hey, can't we just watch the Niners game? Right. <laughs> so, sure. Like that, like this is important to me too. Let's go ahead, let's turn that on. You turn the Niners game on. And then my phone buzzes. Mahomes with the big play. I go, oh, you guys aren't going to like this. Mm-hmm. 
boom, 50 yards down the field. <laughs> Buzzes again. Oh, we got a score. Oh, you're not going to like that. Oh. Niners get the ball, punt it back up. Oh, another big play. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. So now we're, I don't remember. It was 30 something to, to 23. It had only been 15 minutes of real time action. Niners fans going, hey, we could put red zone back on. We're yeah, done. it's okay. We don't want to watch it. They We're dropped 30 points it. in the second half. Definitely, they, they saw something on that defense, and they just they took off. The, but the the real storylines that kind of came out of the game were Christian McCaffrey got in. Mm-hmm. He had a package that worked, and it worked well. So in the future, when he kind of gets a chance to acclimate to the rest of the roster – they're going to be able to spread him to different, you know, more in the slot, kind of put him in motion. Mm-hmm. Use him as almost a Debo clone where you have a guy on each side right. of the field that may do something as far as motion or, or flip the defense. I think that, that that's going to be really good for the Niners. But once they ran out of that package and they were having to reuse a Christian McCaffrey play or they were having to go back to just a standard play they had had before CMC – um, they looked awful. They couldn't move the ball. They, it, it was like a view into the, the glass of this is why everyone was happy. We traded for Trey Lance. Jimmy G cannot compete at a certain level against a team that's shut down our play action pass. And sitting in this room of Niner fans, listening to them talk about the the Christian McCaffrey trade and then going back in the trade Lance trade, I'll tell you guys, it is not sounding good from their fan base. All of a sudden, hey, going into the year, no games are played. We've got Trey Lance as the starter. Every Niners fan loved it. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the stupidest trade we ever did, trading all those picks to go up and get Trey Lance. He's never proven anything, this, that, and the other. Now we're just wasting more picks getting Christian McCaffrey, even though he's the running back that clearly skill set wise fits the best in this right. offense. Right. But sure, yeah, oh yeah. We're we're just mad to be mad at this point. But then they, it, it went it went two steps further, and I, I didn't really think we were gonna get there. And it's hey, uh Kyle Shanahan, and John Lynch, forty two and forty six is a pair for the Niners. They're under 500. They've made a move to go get Jimmy Garoppolo. That didn't work. Right. That's why we made a move to go get Trey Lance. That hasn't worked. Now we're making a move to go get Christian McCaffrey. That looks good to me, but the Niners fans are just saying, we're over it. We're sick of you trading our future away. We're not showing any results. And basically, short of a Super Bowl appearance this year, it is going to be hard for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to look like a a good pair for the Niners moving forward. The fan base is not impressed. They do not like it. And as soon as they start realizing or started realizing that they were under 500 with the pair at the helm, mm-hmm. they kind of had a meltdown and lost it. So I will say that we'll see how that goes. They call them the faithfuls, but man, that fan base, like they, are always so upset with the team that they have. And then all the worst, 
this this is just going to be a wash year. And then they go to the NFC Championship. Oh, we're going to lose the game. We're, you know, like They're never like, of course there's some, but we grew up in the Bay Area, so we can speak very loudly about this. And I'm over here saying, like, man, you guys have one of the best rosters. Oh, no, we suck, bro. We're washed. This, this, and that. Okay. Okay. I guess I don't. I don't want to be a fan either then, you know? And then, then they go into the NFC Championship. They have no hope, no faith behind them, and they call themselves the uh, the Faithfuls. And, like, that's not a thing. If they if they can tweak a few things out there in Santa Clara, I ain't going to call them the San Francisco Niners, um, they could be really good. Look at that defense. is amazing. Like, yeah. The only certain things they just have to tweak. It would be great. That team would be so, very scary. I decided to troll a couple of those fans yesterday. I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. And I sent them a, a little thing that says, now that uh, Matt Ryan's been benched for the Colts, is he going to get traded to the Niners as a, a backup piece for right. Jimmy? They lost it, which was, I knew it was going to happen, but I loved it. And I just, you know, they are the worst tailgaters in the NFL. And I said, why don't you just go drink your wine and eat your blocks of right, cheese? Right, right. Go get your little crackers and relax. And just see what's going to happen. Let's just calm down. So, uh, you know, it was a it was a good ride. It was a great game. It was great to see the Chiefs come to life in the the fourth quarter and just really just pile points on. And it it made me a little giddy inside. I'm not going to lie to you, but I think all the questions and stuff came up by the end of this year. You know, Kyle may be on the hot seat. We we might not see him next year if they really take a downturn. You mean that's hard to say for me because. I mean, it's it's really hard when, even on your down years, you make it to the NFC Championship. It's crazy. I don't know how the hell we're not going to. We're not going to see that this year. Well, of course not. But that's I don't know. Two out of four years they got there right, or something like that. What was it? Two out of four years. If he finishes, if he finishes this year, what are they right now? He is. Would I tell you forty-two and forty-six? Right. If he finishes the year under five hundred, they're not going to the nfc title yeah game, but two right? out of four years and if he if he finishes ha- sorry sorry so, someone's keeps pounding on my door my bad one second that was weird um we're good somebody knocked on my door and thought there's like a kid walking around there like knocking on everyone's door and asking if it was my kid uh no it's not my kids aren't school i i know i have a lot of kids but i watch mine thank you <laughs> the public school system watches mine sorry to cut that off um no, so if he's 42 and 46, I just feel like, hey, once the eyes have been opened, it's really hard to close them again. Yeah. So once once the whole fan base has had it, and it sounds like right now they're at that point, you kind of got to go above and beyond for them to to kind of settle back down. Right. And if he's not even over 500 by the end of the year, that means they're in a losing record that, you know, it's just not going to be good in the public's eye. And that's kind of what does make those decisions happen. I definitely so, agree with that. And they they have had the unfortunate, unfortunate injury bugs. And I feel like everyone just gets hurt on that team. But, you mean, I still think they have a great team. So, I mean. I do too. And I think that's why a coach change would be the first answer is, hey, we're not we're not reaching what we think we should with our, the roster we have. So what, what makes the roster better? The coaching, what, why is our future kind of in doubt 
pick wise oh because john lynch and kyle keep trading everything away to go get a quarterback that doesn't play or doesn't fit in the offense or this that and the other and it's like what they don't see though is christian mccaffrey i don't think was overpaid for they have extra picks from their coaches going and getting jobs everywhere else they have Right. Uh, another pick supposedly coming in because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to fall off the, the team at the end of the year. They have a good roster. You can only fit so many rookies on your roster. You right. don't necessarily need 15 rookie picks over a two or three year span. Right. But when you just show each trade individually, it just looks like a lot of value going out the door for unsuccessful pieces coming back in. I feel like they run their team like I run my dynasty. I make yeah. the trades, oh. the big bang blockbuster trades, and I give up too much just to get by. And sooner or later, that catches up. So, yep, that's how I look at you, it. You you heard my tone when I heard you say that. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will say, one year, okay, I gave up my left kidney and it got me a title. So it's okay. Hey, yeah. I'm still young, so we're good. No, yeah, we're still Blind young. Squirrels find an acorn too. No, I hear you. <laughs> Every once in a while. All right, so that's that was the game of the week for us. Um, as you can tell, uh, me and Baker are from the Bay Area, so we we hear the chirps. You know, um, we understand them. Uh, we're not biased. We 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 see it from outside the box, and uh, we're just looking in and giving our two cents. And uh, I say that because you know. The fan base is not happy. Yeah, they're very. Uh, I tried to walk them off a cliff for two days straight, yeah, and you know very, what? They're light skinned man. Didn't and then didn't on, work. on the other end, on the other side of the bay, you know, the team's not as good, but the fan base is like, we're winning the Super Bowl. It's wild. It's wild. It's it's black and white. It's, it's completely different. And the other team that has the scary fan base typically does a little bit better. And then the team that has. The, the strong fan base, their team's not as good. But that's the culture. I, that, I think that's just expectation. And then, I mean, we know who we're talking about. For you With, guys on Spotify, who, who now, we're you know, winking. Who now moved the state away and, and they go and they get to gamble and have a good nightlife over right. there in Vegas. I really, I really look forward to when they're as good as you guys think they are. That's going to be a fun ride. Man, I'm probably going to be the, a the only, the only, the only fan base that I've been around that's worse than listening to the Cowboys tell me they're going to win a Super Bowl yep, every year yep, yep. is the Raiders, and it's five, seven, ten times worse. Yeah, you, you can bring facts to it, and they say, "I don't care, we're great." I say, "You know what? That is blind fandom, and I love it. And I just don't want to hear about it." <laughs> Today's not the day, man. It's a Monday. No, it's yeah. not Thursday. No, but it feels like a Monday. Listen to you. All right, so yeah. we'll move on. We're going to uh, do a preview to week eight, first game of the week. It's a uh, Thursday night primetime game. Uh, maybe this game will be kind of cool. You know, we know we have some good teams or good names on teams. Uh, it's the right. Ravens versus the Bucks. Uh, Baltimore is 1.5 favorites. Money line is uh, Baltimore favorite one eighteen bucks hundred. The over is uh forty five and a half. So well, the spread is forty five and a half. Um, I think my pick is definitely going to go with uh, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. I don't know what's going on with Brady. 
I mean, I want Brady to do well. I'm a big Brady fan. Uh, I always seem to pick him. I always say the safest bet in sports is Mayweather and Brady, but not in football when it comes to week to week. If Brady's in the Super Bowl, I'm probably going to bet on him. But uh, this week, I'm not betting on him, and I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, we do not have Fuzzy's pick in yet, but we will cover his pick on Saturday. Uh, Baker, what's your outlook? I mean, we're all going to go Ravens. I'm almost positive of it. We haven't heard from Fuzzy. I would assume he go Ravens, but I hope he goes Buccaneers. Thought is, all of us are going to go Ravens now, watching last week's Buccaneers game right. against Carolina, and then they're going to come out and have a reset, do a fourth-quarter Brady comeback against the Ravens who let you know the most fourth-quarter games turn over and they lose. Um so far this season, but I'm still going to go Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson is that dude. Um, he is, he takes more flack than any stud quarterback I've ever seen. He throws the ball deep with precision accuracy. Mm-hmm. He re- he runs three circles around a defensive lineman before he takes off for a first down. It is the funnest football to watch outside of Josh Allen and the Buffalo bills. And uh, with the way we've seen the teams over the last, you know, three or four weeks. And now thinking that uh, it's going to be a short week, there's not going to be a lot of preparing. It's just going to be allowing your, your studs to go be studs. And the fact that Antonio Winfield's not going to be able to spy right. Lamar from the secondary. Mm-hmm. I just think that's going to be too much to overcome. The, the big question for me though is do we get to see the old man back on the field do we get to see deshaun jackson flying down the sideline is that gonna make a big deal because i'll tell you what i don't think he's lost a step Mm. that guy is what 165 170 pounds soaking wet (laughs) people like that don't slow down right that's a good point guys they stay quick forever right okay He's got one of the best deep ball uh, ability to track the ball in the air, go get the ball, put himself in a a great situation where he doesn't get injured, jumping up and trying to go get the ball. He's just, he's, he was an electric player the last few times we've seen him out there when given opportunity. And I don't think that he's going to come out here and roll for a hundred yards and three touchdowns and be the player of the game. But the fact that, uh, Tampa Bay is going to have to respect someone running down the field right. is going to change the way they can play defense and kind of open up bigger lanes for Lamar to run for Gus Edwards looked great last week for him to get moving, allow uh, Mark Andrews to not have to be the deep threat, which is wild that right. the tight end has been the deep threat there. And it might even kind of allow, um, a couple of the other receivers who have been asked to do things like go deep, like Rashad Bateman to kind of use his wider frame a little Mm. bit more and shorter routes and maybe get the ball and break a tackle here or there and really start moving the chains more often. So if they can, they can do those things with the, with Deshaun coming in. I think that, that they're looking great and I wouldn't say an easy win, but, you it's, feel comfortable it's where I'd be betting my money. Yeah, I, I feel darn comfortable about that. 
I will add that uh, the Ravens' straight-up record against the spread is 2-4-1. and one. Uh, And the Buccaneers are against the spread 2-5. and five. So, I mean, on paper, it could be in the air. But I think from what we have been seeing in the past couple of weeks, Ravens feel like a comfortable pick. So, um, after that, we will go into our last segment of the day. And we are going to go through our power or the power rankings. And... Um, Maybe there's something shocking. We'll see. We got the Buffalo Bills, number one. They were number one last week, 5-1. Can't argue that. Eagles are number two. They're number two last week. They're on a bye week. It is what it is. Uh, Chiefs are ranked number three. They're three last week. Makes sense. Cowboys are now ranked number four, and they move up two from six yeah. last week. I'm not That's really sure about ridiculous. that. We play the Lions. I mean, I, don't, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind being six. May not move up this week. I don't have much to say about that. Uh, Bengals are ranked number five. They were five last week. Uh, the Giants have moved up from from the seventh into six. Uh, I'm I'm still in doubt with that team, but hey, man, you can't you can't disrespect the record. They're six and one. Uh, the Vikings are uh, number seven. They went down three from last week. Well, I don't understand that. Don't really we understand that either. How how's the number one team not go down by not playing the top we two? Go down Bills didn't move, Eagles I, didn't I, move, and then you I guys moved three. That's, so we're just making clickbait is what they're doing now. Hey, Pretty, we gotta move some stuff. And you're five and one. I don't understand. They should at least be just, this I would put them over uh Giants, definitely the Bengals. The Giants whole thing baffles me. Power rankings is not win-loss standings. Right. And by the stats that we've seen, <laughs> what's making these power rankings? What are we What are we yeah, talking about? I, That's I mean, not a real thing. And then who are they really beating? I don't know. So uh, we'll just do top 10, though, because, you know, that's all that really matters. The Ravens are number uh, eight. Uh, they did not move up or move down from last week. Uh, we got the Titans moved up five spots from 14. They are ranked nine in the league at four and two. And then we have, huh? Beating the Colts, yeah. For beating the Colts, who now benched their quarterback for the remainder of the year, and they only won nineteen to ten. I don't understand that. Uh, Yeah, I I don't. don't, I'm trying to think about why, uh, why, but I don't have answer for that. Uh, The Jets are now in the top ten. They move up three spots from thirteen. I see that they're five and two. I think that's going to change quickly after losing their star studded running back um i don't know i'll I, add I'm this not one saying james robinson is Brees hall he doesn't have that explosion right but he is a very good running back and i think the fact that they're already splitting time between carter and it was hall and now it's gonna be carter and robinson i think that uh you might miss a couple of those 80 yards or 50 yard breakout touchdowns. Right. But there's no reason they shouldn't be able to just march that down over a few more plays and still get in the end zone. So, I mean, yeah, but the how, way- the, how the Giants are up at, what did you say, six? They went all the way the, up to six, yeah. Not all and the way. Jets are at 10. To me, just looking at the, the watching the game, mm-hmm. I could see those just swapped. And I'd have I wouldn't even mind that either comments about it um which is still kind of shocking we'll just do top 15 actually uh which is still kind of shocking we have the rams at 11 they moved up a spot <laughs> yeah, i don't know why uh the niners are ranked 12 they they were ranked 11 last week 
the Raiders okay. moved up three. They're ranked 13th in power rankings, and they're two and four. Uh, the Dolphins went up nine spots. They're in 14 from 23. They're four and three. And then to finish the top 15, we have the Seattle Seahawks at 15. They move up five spots from number 20. They are four and three. I think that that I think this, Penny getting hurt the really Seahawks helped that are the team. Most respectable. Yeah, yeah, I do. But I think that the Seahawks are the most respectable, moving up. How they're getting moved up. Mm-hmm. They're playing better than anybody thought. Out of ever all the movement we've seen this week, to me that makes the most sense. They yeah, and I don't really mind what they're doing. I don't really mind picking them against a lot of teams. So we we seen that last week. Yes, we did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still with you. I, I have a lot of things to to contemplate because uh, Geno Smith was once a Jet, and we've seen all of that happen. Mm-hmm. I still remember that. It is really right, hard right, to right. forget that when you're making picks. So, um. The Gino that we've seen in a Jets uniform is not the Gino we see now. Right. And I need to get onto today's page because, I mean, when you see him play, he really does look like a top 10 quarterback. And it, I would have never thought that that was going to be the case, but it is, and more power to him for it. He's he's, he's put in a lot of work. And... uh we're in the prove it bowl this week between Seattle and the giants. Both of them have overperformed in the win loss category. So we're going to see kind of who's, who's the truth here. Yeah. I mean, that's, that should be a good one. Um, we would like to end it on those power rankings though. Uh, we appreciate you guys for dialing in, um, for the ones who are listening on Spotify, you can find us on YouTube. It's dial in with fuzzy and cap. Uh, we have a Twitter, which is official dial in and, um, Baker, are you on Twitter? Uh, just at Baker Mahomes at Baker Mahomes. There's a long story behind that, but we'll cut that short, but Find us there. Um, we are now moving in to twice a week. Last week was supposed to be our first week. Some things happened. That's okay. Uh, Fuzzy had to take a sick day. Uh, we hope that he feels better. Um, until then, boys, stay dialed in. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, let's see how this week eight unveils. Looking forward to see you guys Saturday. Hoping to have Fuzzy back by then. We'll get you the rest of our versus picks and have some more fun. Let's go, boys.